Welcome everyone to another episode of Quest for You, the podcast that takes you on a journey to your highest potential. With simple strategies and easy to implement practices, this podcast focuses on helping you make small changes that prepare you for the bigger ones that you are currently struggling to make. My listeners have shared with me that Quest for You helps them make better decisions in their daily lives. And if you're listening right now and you enjoy this podcast, I would be delighted if you shared it with just one friend. If you are benefiting, so will someone else. And you never know how much someone may need one of the messages I share on this podcast. So I would appreciate if you pass on the message. You can forward this episode to a friend. You can also share it on your social media. Instagram is my social media platform of choice and you can find me on Janine underscore QFY. I publish episodes Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays and I want to support you on your journey and I want to be there for you with the right tools and inspiration to keep you moving forward. So far, I've only recorded my own experiences and the strategies that work for me. But I'm planning on starting interviews soon and share the stories of others with you, their quest for their best self. As I build my network of incredible human beings in my life, I realized everyone has a story to share. And I want to bring their stories to you so you can hear more than just mine. So we can learn what works for others and how they are making changes in their life that propel them towards their dreams. So stay tuned for that. This will be a new challenge for me, learning to interview other people. But let's get to today's episode, episode 491. When I enrolled in freshman English during my first semester of college here in the United States, I was introduced to a new world. I had always loved reading. As a kid, I was under my covers with a flashlight reading anything I could find. Books from my grandparents' attic, often written in old German lettering, hard to decipher. Fairy tales that my grandparents had gifted to me because I loved them since I was little. And sometimes I read adult novels, way too advanced for my age. They included World War II literature my mother was devouring. Later in school, I was introduced to the great German writers, Rilke, Grass, Heine, Hesse, etc., but when I came to the U.S., another part of the world opened itself to me. Another continent. And with it, countries in Central and South America. And I was swept away by magic realism. Writers like Julio Cortázar, Gabriel García Márquez, and Jorge Luis Borges captured me so much that I read everything I could and took every Latin American literature class I could get my hands on throughout my college time. Magic realism won my heart because it turns the often mundane and difficult reality and it gives it wings. It introduces magic into reality. It blurs the boundaries of what we know to be real. You see, I was raised on fairy tales and maybe that is why I was and still am so fascinated with this genre of literature that was, in fact, first described by a German in 1925. In magic realism, 
the magic is a natural part of the world, but not in a fantasy kind of way, rather in a subtle way that the reader almost accepts it as a given. Magic realism to me is an opportunity to dream, to let your mind wander beyond the defined and the rational, to see what else might be possible if you just play a little with your imagination. The fascinating part of many of the stories that were written during that time is that they're fairly simple, describing normal people and their normal lives. Magic realism gives ordinary events a touch of the extraordinary. A woman, unhappy in her marriage, for example, begins to associate her life with a tree that's growing outside her window. As in one of my favorite short stories by Maria Luisa Bombal called The Tree, El Arbol. Magic realism can be challenging to read because there are magical elements not only in the plot, but also in the writing. Writers often play with words and numbers and colors and how they are shown on a page. Jorge Luis Borges was a magician at this, and that makes him often difficult to understand. But often these writers had wonderful insights, and I especially love to play with time. Time in magic realism is more fluid. It doesn't always move forward in a straight line as we often see it. While we perceive time in a past, present, and future sense, I have had moments where I experience time also as something more fluid. I've recently begun to notice this since I've been spending my weekends out in nature, often without my phone, hardly any people, and without the amenities of modern life. I sleep in a tent or a car. The river or the lake is my shower, the moon is my nightlight, and the mountain in the distance is my GPS. There's hardly any past or future. There's only this present moment. My steep hike up a hill surrounded by the wonders of nature. Maybe a colorful bird flying in front of me, capturing my attention. I'm watching my steps up to make sure I don't trip. And I listen to the bird. I look at his colors. I'm absorbed with everything I'm seeing, doing and sensing. Time works through me as I work with it. And every time I come back from such a weekend, it takes me a day to adjust back into this nine-to-five world that I live in, where time is more structured, where time runs my schedule, where I start a task because the clock says I should, and then I end it because the clock says so, where I'm constantly looking at time to decide what's next, today, tomorrow, in five years. My weekends in nature are eternal. I create time. Time doesn't run me. And I know so because of the imprints it leaves inside of me that I cannot forget. Feelings, smells, thoughts, inspirations. The time I created stays with me. It carries me throughout my days, weeks, months. My modern life, on the other hand, is like a machine that produces the same output every day. Monday through Friday, I am part of the machine. The morning and the afternoon commute, my routine of meals, meetings, gyms, and chores. Done today, forgotten tomorrow. Not lasting. Major events are the only thing that come. They stick around for a little and then they move into the past. But everything else either lingers or is forgotten. 
listen to this quote by Borges about his idea of time. Time is like a river which sweeps me along, but I am the river. It's a tiger which destroys me, but I am the tiger. It's a fire which consumes me, but I am the fire. The world, unfortunately, is real. I, unfortunately, am Borges. We often look at time as something outside of us. The calendar, the clock, the events for our day. Everything happens to us. Time comes and time goes. Yet time, and I experience this, is within me. It's eternal. When I look at a lake, or the sky, or the seemingly endless horizon, I don't have a sense of time. Or better, I don't sense any boundaries of time. It's only the modern world with its start and end times that create these boundaries. And what Borges tells me here confirms this. We are our experience of time. Time resides within us. We determine time, not the other way around. An age number may denote how old we are, but we decide what we do with this age. We control the river or how our life flows. We manage the tiger or what we do with our life. We are in charge of the fire or what consumes us. The river, the tiger and the fire are part of this world, the real parts, challenges, dangers, genetic predispositions, but we decide what we do with what we've been given. We live in this reality called world. Things happen all around us, but we decide what we do with them. My weekend life has been such a contrast this year to my weekday life that I've noticed this more and more. Out in the wilderness, I am the creator of my life. I look for a place to sleep, for food and water, and for a path to explore. During the week, all of it is created for me. I merge onto the freeway, and the flow of traffic absorbs me. But the more I create, the closer I am to my purpose, because I am taking control of my time. I feel similarly when I put content out into this world, my thoughts on paper or on my laptop, my voice into a microphone like right now, my story in front of audiences. When I speak, or when I make jewelry, which I haven't done in a while, when I take photographs, when I express myself, when I immerse myself into life, when I create something that is bigger than the next appointment, that doesn't care about when my next appointment is, then I create, then I am the river, the tiger, and the fire, in the spirit of the ancient truth that you've all heard, that it's not what happens to us that matters, but what we do with it. Time flows by, but it's up to us to seize it. What does it mean? For me, it means first and foremost to become a creator of life, not just a consumer, contributing to the world with my strengths in some way. This includes making my own decisions rather than waiting for the decisions to be made for me. I own my schedule, my routines and my habits. They should help me be my best self, not hold me back from being that. 
The past is the past. The future is yet to be lived. The present, then, is the only time we have. This very moment. It's only in the present that we can make the changes in order to reach our fullest potential. When I stand on top of a mountain, looking out into the distance, after a strenuous climb or hike, I dream of my potential. I imagine the person I could be. When I am stuck in traffic, yet again, I don't see much at all. I only want to make it through, get to work or home and get on with my day. I believe it's when we let go of our grip on time once in a while. Stop following the plan and make the plan instead. It's then that we notice that time is fluid and that it flows through us and that we can change our reality by creating a different one. Maybe that's what we need to do more often, my friends. I encourage you, find those moments in your life that give you the feeling that time is all yours. Figure out which activities give you this feeling and start exploring. Do more of those things if you can and do them regularly. Don't just look at the river, the tiger and the fire. Become it. Create your own life. This to me is making the best out of my time and in this lies the magic of time. So much love.